Welcome to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk with Tico and Tracy Venturi. I'm Tico Venturi with my host, Tracy Venturi. We talk about real estate in Albuquerque every week for 454 episodes now. Tracy, about nine, almost, oh. uh, gosh, we must be close to 10 I, years. Yeah, but uh, lot, lots <laughs> to cover. Anyway, sorry, I'm interrupting you already. And yeah. We just got started. It's okay. You know, here we are on the Kiva 1600 AM on YouTube, on Facebook, all the places you can find us. So we appreciate all of you listening in, our faithful people on Saturday morning. Um, you know, we love to talk about real estate. So yeah, we're here talking real estate, but we talk real estate every day. We do. Yeah. So Tigo, I'm sure that you have some stats for us today. I do. The Zillow Home Price Index just came out uh, this week with uh, the June data, which is, I, I like tracking that one. And we'll, we'll talk about that, a few few different insights from that. I also have the, the same thing for rent in in our market. We can talk about that. Um, I played around with uh, ChatGPT code interpreter. And so if anybody is a, is a data person um that's a pretty cool tool and i was able to uh to do some slicing and dicing of the data using that um tracy some of the one of the questions that's coming up uh right now in the real estate market because the rental market's strong people have really good interest rates on their home and they're thinking well should i should i just rent my existing home when i move or should i sell right, right. so we're gonna we're gonna dive into that we are gonna dive into that i love that topic so i'm glad that we're gonna talk about it great all right well let's do you want to start right there let's let's do that sure. so so let, let me kind of cue it up a little bit um again you're watching uh and listening to albuquerque real estate talk with tigo and tracy we're the uh, venturi group with a uh, real broker here in new mexico and you can reach us at 505 448-8888 or welcomehomeabq.com is our, our website. Absolutely. And you know, Saturdays, I'm going to deviate right away. You know, we're located here in the North Valley, right by Rio Grande and Alameda. And we're really close to where everybody parks and goes to the trails along the river, which is awesome. Saturday, Sunday mornings, those parking lots are overflowing. So you're always welcome to use our parking lot if you can't find a place to park. But you know, right next to our office is Kickstart Cafe. Yeah. And the bike shop where kick you stand. kickstand cafe where you can rent e-bikes to go on a trail ride, you know, with the beautiful paved path along the river. And they have breakfast and coffee and beautiful food right there. So little cafe, yeah. Yeah. If you're in the area, try them out. I think it's a, a great option. One of those little treasures we have in our neck of the woods here by our office. So anyway, yeah. So let's talk about homes. People choosing to keep their home when they move. And like you said, a lot of times it's because they have a low interest rate currently, but sometimes there's a lot of other reasons why somebody might want to keep it as a rental, even long-term versus a short-term rental. You know, the whole short-term rental thing, Tigo, really took off during COVID when people needed to vacation, but they couldn't get into a hotel. And a yeah. lot of houses that were long-term when a tenant was leaving, they were converted to short-term. A lot of people bought houses during that period to make them short-term rentals. So short-term rental could be a night, right? But it doesn't need to be a month. It could have been one night, two nights, a week, whatever. And a lot of people have taken advantage of that even post-COVID to book uh, Airbnbs. You can get some really creative, interesting properties, right, when you go traveling around the world. Well, I think, I think what happens is 
people. Yes, you can. And and so th there's kind of three categories now in the rent, uh, the real estate investing renting world. There's short term, mid term, and long term. Right. And short term is your Airbnb, your VRBO, Verbo, where you're using that platform to rent out your property. And generally, those are less than a month in in most cases. Could right. Be a, a day, a week. Uh, but generally a month, anything um, that's a month or more is going to have a lease and you're not really using that platform as your, your, let's say, contract. You have a lease in midterm could be month to month. Um, we see a lot of those with, let's say, the traveling nurses, right? We talk about that a lot where there's people that travel around and need a place for a month, two, three, four. They've got a temporary job furnished. So that's like the midterm, right? Right. And then you've got long-term and long-term is generally considered six months or more, but really a, a, a month. Most uh, of them are a, a year, year. A year or more. Year. Right, right. So so, so, so I, I guess that's where you start is to say, okay, what do I want to do? And, and I think what happens is people are going, well, I've got this property. It might do well if I rent it. I've always wanted to be a real estate investor. I've thought about it. This might be a way to do it. And, and they, you know, they're moving and they don't need to sell the property to buy the new next property. Right. So that's the first thing. Right. So let's talk about some rental pros, some rental cons, some sell pros and some sell cons. Got it. Right. Let's start with rent out pros. You know, some of the things obviously before we even get to that are, does your neighborhood association allow rentals? Do they allow short-term rentals? Do they allow midterm rentals? So we're going to assume, um, that they allow rentals. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll just add on to that. Um, generally, if you have a lease, so- A 30, lease in place. A lease in place, which is generally 30 days or more, a, a month or more, they're, they're allowed. But again, check your CCNRs, check your HOA you know, bylaws and what's allowed. Also check your local- um, uh, Lending. Count, you, know, you know, your local community, because we know- the villages of Corrales and Los Ranchos have some restrictions on the short term. So things that are less than a month. So make sure you're, you, you follow those things too. So there you go. Right. Sorry. There's also your lender. So if you just recently purchased the home with that interest rate and you haven't lived in the house for very long, there may be some rules because you purchased the house on a loan, Tigo, that was for primary residents, yeah. which is different when you buy a home, as a rental property from the get-go, the interest rate is a little higher. It is. You know, the terms are different. They're not the best, like I'm gonna have it as my primary residence. So that would be one place to start too. Again, you're gonna yeah. check your HOA, you're gonna check, see if you can, you're also gonna check with your lender to see if you have an owner-occupied loan. And if you do have an owner-occupied loan, what, you know, is there a time frame? Sometimes it times out and then you can rent it. So right. You got to look think, into that. Yeah. You know, from what we've seen on some of our loans, you need, if it's a primary residence, some of the loans we've seen our clients do, typically after about a year, you can make it a rental. But that, that rate you got as a primary residence requires it to be a primary residence for a while. So we probably covered some of the pros and cons, but let's go into the pros, right? Sure. So keeping it as a rental provides rental income. Yep. Right. Um, you can keep it as an asset and you can see the value of that property go up as the real estate market values go up. Yes, real estate could be roller coaster and the value could go down some years. But if you look historically, right, Tico, at 60 years chart or something, yeah. 
you can't go wrong. If you're thinking this is a short-term rental for one year or less, maybe the market could change. I've got a stat for that. Oh, I, I you know, I told you I, I was looking at the some some data yesterday from 1994 till today. On on average, over all that time, home prices have appreciated about 4.3 percent annually in the Albuquerque area. That includes that 20% dip we had from 2008 to 2012. Right. So there you go. I knew you'd have a stat somewhere. So yeah. I bet there's more coming. Anyway, so um, um, the flexibility, I like that one. The idea that, you know, you've got this, let's say you're, you're, you have this home, you like the home and it probably would be a good investment, but you have to move somewhere else for a couple of years, but you have the flexibility to come back and you still have your home. We've seen that a lot, Tigo. I'm working with someone right now who moved out of state to the place they always wanted to be because they could work remotely and they are now moving back. We have a house under contract for them and they're going, darn, I wish I would have kept that house that I had because I loved it and I knew the neighborhood and some of my neighbors are still there. We're not being, we're not, we're not able to buy in that same neighborhood right now. So they're, they're switching it up different part of town. They're going to the West side. And if you're just tuning in, we're just talking about if you have a home, should you rent it or should you sell it if you're moving in, in some of the, the pros and cons there? So go ahead, Trace. Um, so flexibility to perhaps move back in someday, even if you don't think you'll ever be back, right. which is what has happened many times. So the other thing is you may be able to deduct, deduct expenses like property tax, maintenance, things like that. So it could help with your tax, yeah, payable you, tax at the end of you know, the year. Obviously, this is a, you know, consult your CPA type of uh, conversation. Uh, however, you there are some really big tax, tax advantages if you convert a property to an investment property from a, a residence. Let's talk about some cons. You do you know one of these really well. Dealing with tenant headaches like rent collection, repairs, vacancy, turnover, right? Because you manage our rental properties. Yeah. And you know, that can be a headache. Yeah. Yeah, it, it can be. And that's one of the things you have to account for. If you let's say you're moving out of town, you're, you're going to want to hire a property manager to take care of it all for you. And you want to budget that in. And, you know, property managers anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of, of the rent of the rent per month. And really well worth it a lot of times. So one of the things about that is if you're going to manage your own properties, you want to make sure you have a good stable of vendors in your corner, right? You need to have that electrician, that plumber, that handyman, that person that, you know, might run over there. And sometimes it's Tigo, right? You well, do all that. that. But the, you know, to me, for me, and people ask me, it's like, wow, isn't that a lot of work to manage, you know, 20 rental properties? I'm like, well, I have a guy. Right. I can just text him and say, hey, you know, I had a swamp cooler that needed some attention. I texted him yesterday morning. And he was out there that day to, to look at it. So, you know, it, I'm not doing it myself. Let me put you it that used way. to. And, and in the few years ago, you would have been over there fixing that swamp cooler. And I have no doubt that you would have fixed it and known what, what was going on with it. Because swamp coolers are pretty simple technology, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK. I, I think some of the other um, cons, cons I, I, I found this interesting is. Your rental income, you're going to have to pay taxes on it. I'm like, wait, that's a con? Yeah, <laughs> I get <laughs> but, to have income. Yeah, you get to have income. So, um, And then it, it does limit your options when you're purchasing because let's say you have $100,000 equity in the home and you know now you can't move that equity to another property. So, so you got to look at 
all the, the the math on that and see what makes sense. So that's less liquidity from cash from selling. Correct. So you don't right. actually get the cash from selling it to buy something else or to move it into another investment. But think about this. So yeah, it's a con, but you could get a home equity line of credit to use some of that equity if you need it for your next home, yeah. right? So there's there's ways around that one. Some of the selling pros? Yeah cashes out equity for other investments or expenses sure. exactly what we were just talking about exactly. as a con right yep yep um you get that one time infu infusion of funds from the sale proceeds yeah. i mean who doesn't love that to like sure. recognize all that um value you've gotten out of owning that home and in most cases again this is one of those consult your cpa if you're selling your primary residence you you probably are not going to have a some tax consequence tax consequence you know some capital from the gains. proceeds yeah if you convert a property into a rental property when you sell it down the road then you will have a tax consequence more, more than likely for for capital gain so just again all those things you have to consider and we're not cpas experts lawyers i think it's like a two-year living in it versus the last five years rule or something correct, correct. yeah there, there's a bunch of rules around that yeah yeah for uh yeah do yeah. your research that's what so, i would say another pro for mm -hmm. selling mm -hmm. you don't have to deal with tenants yeah exactly right? yep um or property management so yeah or, and you can diversify pro pro for selling you can diversify into other real estate investments or non-real estate investments so you might want to sell your primary primary residence to buy a fourplex or something right but you want to you're moving it or you might want to invest in something else you know we've actually had people decide to sell so they can help their children with the funds from that house to give them gifts to help them become homeowners so there's lots of reasons why you might want to sell yeah so it's it's one of those things where you you know, if, if you want help, you know, thinking through that, you know, give, give us a shout. We can do that. We can help you with the calculations on rental property and, and what type of yield you're going to get on that property over time. There's a lot of different tools to do that. And you can find those online as well, different, you know, investment property uh, calculators to yep. figure out what, what makes the most sense for you. So let's talk about some of the cons of selling Tigo. Yeah. Um, obviously you lose the property as an investment, right? So that it's not going to continue to grow wealth for you. Um, at that appreciation potential over time is gone, right? Um, you may, may have capital gains on the taxes, which we just talked about. You know, you might, if it's not been a primary residence, you may owe, or you might have so much equity in the house that you're over the limit which would be a great problem because the limit went up this year. It's very high. Yeah. Um, fees to sell like real estate commissions, right? That's a sell con for yeah. some people. Yeah. Um, and no future rental income. So obviously lots of different things to talk about. Um, you know, let, can we, can we divert over to what it's like to have short-term rentals and some of the pros and cons, sure. Yeah. you know, short-term rentals, a lot of people took advantage of that. And we have a short-term rental, which kind of during COVID became a long-term rental. Somebody moved in and they loved being in Corrales instead of San Francisco, right? They came for like a month and they ended up staying about two years. Mm -hmm. um, and then our next guest stayed for another long-term. Um, and it was it was really great for them for us the short-term rental as a, a property owner is a bit of a hassle for true short term right and i think a lot of times you know first of all you have to furnish the property 
Yeah. And it's not just furnish it with furniture. It's furnish it with coffee maker and microwave and water filters or whatever, right? Silverware and dishes and, um, you know, all those types of things, fully furnished, two sets of linens typically. Uh, so so it can be hard, but then also the, the turnover and managing the rental part of it. If you use a site like Airbnb or vacation rental by owner or other sites that are out there, um, you know, you have to manage it. When people request that property, you have to decide if you're going to allow auto acceptance or if you're going to decide if somebody can stay there. And a lot of times when we were using those sites, which we haven't used since pre-COVID, um, someone would message us, we don't know them, and they'd say, well, I have two dogs. They're really well maintained. I are really great dogs, very, very well behaved. They're house trained. Um, we really want to stay there. Your rule says no dogs, maybe, or one small dog or whatever your rules are, and they want different rules, right? And so you have to decide, not knowing this person, if they're going to be great caretakers, caretakers of your house, if you want to let them rent your property. Yeah. Right? So there's, there, in, in just bigger picture wise, there is a lot of conversation out there in the country right now about the short-term rentals, the Airbnbs and Verbos. There's a lot of communities that are, let's say, having problems because there's too many of them in certain neighborhoods. And I know there's, uh, you know, there's this kind of uh, perception that a lot of them turn into party houses. So, right. you know, people you know, rent I, them for a yeah, big party and yeah. they get out of control and they have loudness mm -hmm. at night, way into the night and they leave a mess. Yeah. And it, it, there's concern that it's, you know, changing the nature of these neighborhoods right because it's not long-term tenants it's, or even even long-term tenants or of course owners it's they're just going to have a different uh sense of community when you're there so there's a lot of conversation and i know in albuquerque right now there is some legislation uh out there at the uh, city council to limit the number of short-term rentals we have in the albuquerque area and that's Obviously, there's uh, a lot of conversation on both sides of, of that um, debate, but it's um, it's it's definitely a conversation that's being had regarding those. So yeah, we could probably do a whole two shows on uh, on all the pros and cons oh, of having sure. short term rentals. For sure, for sure. Let's talk about the Zillow Home Price Index and Forecast report that came out this week because I know you love stats, my Statomatic, and you want to want to get d dive deep into that. Well, the thing I like about the, so this is uh, Zillow, what do they call it? HPI. So ZHPI, it's their Zillow Home Price Index. And it's not what homes have sold for. It's what they calculate using their, their Zestimate, their algorithm, their AI, their whatever it is. What are all the homes, if, if they took all the homes in the entire Albuquerque MSA and averaged it out, what are they worth? And it's, uh -huh. a, it's a good, it's a good way to look at it because it gives you kind of a sense of what it is. And, you know, I know people have, you know, concerns about, you know, this algorithm, but it's, it's been pretty accurate about the, the movement. Okay. So all that set up in Albuquerque, the median, excuse me, average price of homes in Albuquerque, existing homes, again, this is not what's sold, existing homes is 323545 Interesting. Yep. That is a, it's interesting because it's, it's only 2% higher than last year, June. Um, but it's actually 6% higher than January of this year. Huh. 
because wow. interesting because it dropped from May June like I've been talking about right. all year. Right. It it dropped. You know, prices did drop from May June last year when interest rates spiked. They dropped through till January, and then starting in January, it kind of reset, and we've been begin going up again. Yeah. But that is an all time high for home prices or home values. Again, not prices, values in in Albuquerque. Um, I actually did a little 29-year uh, graphical uh, chart. I saw I, that I chart. It, it was on, awesome. Uh, on my Facebook. I think I just put it on my Facebook and our business page, Facebook. You can see it there, and it just kind of charts. And I, I compared it to the United States. So I put it side by side with, you know, what the, what the median values or average value of homes in Albuquerque versus the average value of homes in Albuquerque over 29 years. And it's, it's interesting because you see, of course, the big spike in 2006, seven, and then the pullback. And then starting in 2012, everything just, you know, gradually going up. And then the huge spike in starting in 2020. So get this from January, 2020, three and a half years ago to now, now June of 23, home prices, home values in Albuquerque are up 51%. Wow. I mean, we know that. And probably all of you listening know that because, or generally, because you listen and we give yeah. the data, but that's an interesting number right that, there. That's a big number. And that's where I said I went back to and I, I, I did the calculation over um, the entire series, again, from 1994 until today. And it came out at about, I think it was 4.3% annually is on average. And again, that includes that dark that period, 20 year, that 20% that drop from, from 08 to 2012. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. interesting. One more thing. Okay. Rent. Yes. They also track rent. Same thing. Um, they, they say, okay, what, you know, what are rents doing? Um, in Albuquerque, it's interesting because if you... We're, our rents are substantially less than nationwide average, which I found interesting. Um, but remember how I said prices or values have gone up of um, homes 51% since January? Well, rent has gone up 43% since January of 2020. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so That's big. It is big. And I wish all those people would have bought in 2020. Think how much better their wealth situation would be right now. Oh, I, I, anyway, I, um, diversion. Can I, can I, can I, can I, uh, uh, let's see, complain a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. Okay. So there's a lot of people, um, online YouTube in particular that are, have been telling people that the housing market's going to crash. It's going to crash, going to crash, going to crash. And they were saying that in 2020, remember in March, April of 2020, and everybody thought everything was going to die and everything right. was awful. And everything prices, was shut down at the everything moment. Everything was going to, you know, home prices were going to drop 30%. And, you know, at first I was like observing it and going, no. And and then within within about a month, uh, like, okay, no, this that's not what's going to happen. And in fact, the opposite happened. But there were people all the way through 2020, all the way through 2021, preaching doom and gloom about the housing market and convinced a lot of people not to purchase. And, you know, unfortunately, those people are now still waiting. They're still waiting for the housing market, the crash, to buy a home. 
And unfortunately, now we've got all-time high prices, pretty high interest rates, you know, definitely highest higher we've than had during in, COVID, but yeah, not I mean, high. Well, highest we've had in, I don't know, 15 10 years? years, 15 no, years. No, I mean, it, you got to go back to probably the four, oh, three, oh, four, probably to get to 7%. So. No, I think probably like 06, 07, it was still yeah, 7% when seven. you got your license. Yeah, that's probably about right. It was, yeah. So, so, but my, my point is that, you know, affordability is a big challenge, both for rent and for, for homes. And, and so, yeah, the, the, the thing is the rate of appreciation. I'll just leave it with this on this, this kind of housing market conversation. The rate of appreciation has slowed down quite a bit both for rent and for for homes uh, for sale which is which is good news because you know that that big jump we had in 2021 and 22 um really put the hurt on affordability and so uh, I, again i don't see home prices dropping but maybe just slowing down the pace yeah okay so tigo we really have to get to some homes of the week oh yes okay so uh, 8527 Rio Grande Boulevard. We talked about this last week. Man, Open houses, cool house. very great opportunity for you to see this house. It's listed at a million four ninety nine five, so basically one million five hundred. But boy, is it an awesome property! It's North Rio Grande, just um, between Paseo and Alameda, on the or just south of Paseo, actually off Rio Grande, and it sits back a ways off Rio Grande, all the way to the back ditch along the river. And you can access the back ditch from this property and go right out the gate. But this is a true horse lover's paradise. Could somebody make it a car lover's paradise 110%? Can it be both car and horse lover's paradise? Yes, right? You saw those garages. Yeah, I, we were in the garage. And I said, wow, you could put a pickleball court, a couple pickleball courts in this garage. Yes, you started measuring it for pickleball and said, Tracy, what do you think about moving? And I was like, ah, but I no, mean, those garages no, make me kind of think twice, right? But it also has a state-of-the-art, um, very newish horse barn with beautiful stalls, washing station, tack room, hay storage area, and it's fenced, and you back to the ditch by the Rio Grande, so you can go right out back and ride. But also that fenced area, somebody could make that some sort of a round pen added in there or whatever. Yeah. But the house is fabulous, too. Um, really gorgeous. It's a four bedroom, possibly five with that one hobby room that could be made into a bedroom. It's got a total of five bathrooms, you know, two of them are half baths. The garage spaces, I don't know, we estimated and put out there that it holds seven cars. So I suppose it depends on what you have. It could be one really long RV because it's got the RV door uh, and you could probably still fit four or five cars in, in addition. You know, it's interesting. You've been talking about this property and you haven't even talked about the inside yet. I know. I know. Because it's Well, that's why I said it's a great house. I mean, the kitchen is amazing. Oh my gosh. It's a beautiful kitchen. So 8527 Rio Grande Boulevard. Call us to see that house if you're in, at all interested in the North Valley and a very gorgeous luxury property. Um, we are having open houses there. So check our website for that because if you just want to drop in and see it, that's great. You know, it is... 38, 3,900 square feet. So it's a good size home. It's on um, one acre back into the ditch by the Rio Grande. So really great opportunity. I want to talk about another one that's in the Northeast Heights, very close to I-25 for people who need to commute. It's on uh, 
8709 Sugar Wright Trail Northeast. So this is a Pulte infill neighborhood right next to uh, Tin Can Alley, you know, right on Paseo, very close to I-25, Tin Can Alley. You haven't looked at me yet, like, what is Tin Can Alley? You know, where all the restaurants are right next to the climbing gym on Alameda. That's not Paseo. I know. That's why I was lost. You said Paseo. Oh, so I went, it's on Alameda. That's why I tuned out. I, there we why go. I, why I blanked out. I'm like, wait. It's all my man. fault. Okay. No, okay. Tin Can Alley on Alameda, <laughs> not on Paseo. Sorry. So, um, this is a Pulte neighborhood that has a gate. It's a gated neighborhood. Got it. The house was built in 2020. So it's La Cueva District and um, Desert Ridge Middle School and Edmund Ross Elementary yeah. School. Yeah. It's listed for $685,000. They just price reduced yesterday from $699. So op awesome opportunity if you want to see that. It is a gated neighborhood. It'd be best to call us and schedule an appointment. Uh, Evan Fraley from our team is the agent that's handling that property for those sellers. Um, 8709 Sugar Wright Trail. So but it's uh, definitely one to consider. You know, it's a really great Pulte Fuller plan. I looked through the photos and went, I could live there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so call us on that one. We have a variety of other houses that are newly listed on the market, open houses, opportunities to view them. So easiest if you just call us, 448-8888, and just make an appointment, and we can get you taken care of. We are the Venturi Realty Group with Real Broker here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Episode 454 is in the books, Tracy. I just want to mention one last thing before we we sign out. On our website at welcomehomeabq.com, right on the homepage, is a place you can sign up to get a estimated home value on your home, and it's a it's a tool that we we offer to to anybody really. Put your address in. It gives you a, a kind of a, a baseline you know estimate of of what your home is worth, as well as allows you to track your equity. Um, and if you've you know, got questions about your home, you can ask it through there. We have a, a component in there as well where somebody can ask for an instant offer or a cash offer on their home if they're in a situation where they need to sell right away. We've have uh, or not right away. They just want the convenience. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't exactly. have to be a quick sale. It could be a 55 days out sale. Yep. Yep. So if you're curious and then if you want to uh, request a full professional market analysis, we can do that for you and actually, you know, really dig into the data. One of the things I love about this, Tigo, is we're not going to be hounding you. This is where you can just keep updated with what your home value is. And most people are curious about what their home is worth. We're going to say, hey, how'd that auto value that you got, automated value that you right. received from this? How did it look compared to what you think? Do you have any questions? But we're not going to be like, are you ready to sell your house, right? Yeah. Unless you are, what, and then we're here for you. But it's a really great way to get a regular drip on what your house is worth, right? Every once in a while, if once you sign up for that, it'll give you another email that says, hey, your property is showing that it's now worth this. And most people are curious. So I just wanted to put that out there that it's a very light touch. We're not going to be all over you, but it will keep letting you know it's just an automated way to do it. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for listening. Subscribe to YouTube at uh, Venturi Group on YouTube. Venturi Realty Group, Albuquerque Realtors, I think it's what it says. And uh, you can find <laughs> us there pretty easily. And uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the normal places. So thanks right. and have a great, great day.